0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, your Hawaii Bowl quarterback depth chart, Zach Wilson and offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes sound off on the matter. Talk of an
1: eight-team playoff in college football is making the rounds. What's better for Brigham? Get an at-large or go back to a
0: group of five? And the website fueling BYU basketball's NCAA tournament train fire. Let's
2: go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. B to the Y to the U. Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, December 12th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with forensic specialist, at least in accidental punches, Jerem Jordan. Now, the other night, uh,
1: BYU in Nevada. BYU against, I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. Alex Barcelo. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. Has an and one. Swings his arm in excitement, not expecting anyone to be in the way. Well, Jazz Johnson was in the way, and so was his uh, neck, right? Mm-hmm. Well, last night, it got even worse. But not for Alex Barcelo. Illinois upset fifth-ranked Michigan by nine, and during the game, an Illinois player had an and-one as well. Swings, but it hits the ref in the head. Right on the dome. Oh, man, and the ref goes down quick.
0: It was like a Three Stooges moment, like, bunk, yeah. like right on the top of the head.
1: It looked brutal. So, it Alex, it could be worse, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, we will have a deep blue from Alex Barcelo coming up later.
0: No accidental punches in today's show lineup, at least during the Alex Barcelo no, we'll, feature. That, that we'll, won't be in we'll, the feature. We'll see, yeah. No Zach good. Wilson goes one-on-one with Jerem Jordan here from QB1 as BYU prepares for the Hawaii Bowl. Former BYU quarterback Max Hall on his current quarterback depth chart for the Cougars, and what is the next step for BYU football on their progress chart? And as we just mentioned, deep blue with BYU basketball's Alex Barcelo. Why did BYU have to recruit more than just Alex? It was a package deal. Loaded show. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football now twelve days away from the Hawaii Bowl. The Cougars working to remove the ugh taste of a loss at San Diego State. A truly healthy quarterback will always help that cause. And how is Zach Wilson feeling?
3: I'd say this is probably the best best I felt, you know, personally since since the beginning of the year. So I'll be, you know, excited to get after these guys. And I just think it's it's really going back to the film and, and just trying to correct those little things in practice. You know, sitting out here and. You know, maybe your footwork got a little bit sloppy since the beginning of the season because you, know, you haven't been working on it as much. And so just trying to, trying to tie all those things back in.
0: Hopefully, his thumb and shoulder are feeling good when BYU takes on Hawaii for a third straight season. 32nd meeting overall, but a first ever Bull matchup. The Rainbow Warriors, 9 and 5 this season, and will enter the game as the Mountain West Conference Championship Runner Up.
1: Kyle Vanoy is one of the finalists for the Walter Payton Award. The award goes to a player who has shown exceptional character and work off the f- football field as well as on it. Kyle and his wife Marissa are founders of the Vanoy Valor Foundation that provides resources and opportunities to achieve success for adopted and fostered children. Um, and I believe uh, Kyle was uh, adopted as well, so that's a-, a personal touch for him.
0: Yeah, we've talked with Kyle about this on the show, an outstanding cause. Cool. BYU Women's Basketball. In a lull right now, following a loss at Boise State last night, 66-55. Paisley Johnson with another superlative night, 18 points, 4 rebounds. But the Cougars dropped to 3-4 and four this season, and they miss Shaley Gonzalez. BYU will host cross-county rival Utah Valley this Saturday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, live on BYU TV, a Super Saturday that will feature both basketball teams.
1: And Connor McMillan, Aaron Fletcher, Jason Witt, and Clayton Young qualified for the 2020 Olympic Trials in the Marathon. Congratulations to those guys. Of course, sixth place finisher in Rio, Jared Ward, also qualified. The Olympic Trials will be held at the newly renovated Hayward Field uh, Fields in Eugene, Oregon in June. I saw them earlier this year as I went to the uh, Oregon Cal game. Oh my gosh. Olympian Tatenda Sumba also qualified in sprints for Zimbabwe.
0: All right. That Phil Knight money paying off in Eugene, Oregon. Indeed. (laughs) All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending, a BYU sports nation.
0: The quarterback carousel. BYU football once again has started three different quarterbacks in a season. All of them have recorded at least one win as the starter. Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney. Kalani Satake said all three would be at practice this week in preparation for Hawaii and the Hawaii Bowl. So Jaron with all three at practice. What does your quarterback depth chart look like for BYU as they prepare for the Hawaii Bowl?
1: It's what it's been before the season, in the season, and now what it probably should be, which is Zach Wilson as a starter, Jaron Hall as the backup, now that he is back and practicing and playing and appears to be available. And then Baylor Romney. But here's the thing. I don't think any of the three are healthy, by the way. Uh, Zach Wilson still coming back from a broken thumb. What repercussions are there against San Diego State? He did not look himself. We did not ask that same question against UMass, but against Idaho State, he was not the same as well. Um, So I I don't know that he's 100%, even though he said he feels as good as he's been. Jaron Hall has had multiple concussions this year. That's definitely uh, an issue, right? Hopefully he's okay and and, uh, obviously cleared if he's practicing. But still, you have some concern. And then Baylor Romney has had some uh, issues with uh, his foot. And hard to know whether he's over that or if that's still lingering. I don't think BYU has a fully healthy quarterback of the season yet. In season, are you ever going to have one at this point after Game 12? But I would go uh, Wilson, Hall, Romney.
0: If all three are available and at a similar health level, and it's hard to know where all and, three sit on this. And they
1: weren't against San Diego State. You were there, right? Yeah. Jaron Hall, Hall did, did not come out dressed. And Baylor-Romney, I don't think, did either, right? Or did just for the game, but not in pregame or something? It was All three weren't out there full go, right?
0: It was Zach Wilson and Joe Critchlow that looked like the guys for BYU Mm -hmm. if the Cougars needed multiple quarterbacks. If all three are at the same-ish level, then it should be what it has been all season. Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, I agree with you. Why would it all of a sudden change without some major impact of an injury? Like if Zach Wilson's thumb is acting up and his shoulder's not good, Okay, I get it. Then it's time to consider Jaron Hall or Baylor-Romney. But
1: Why would it change performance? Because San Diego State was a pathetic offensive performance. That, that's, I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying that's why it would. Sure, but was
0: San Diego State all on Zach Wilson? No, but... He didn't what? miss two field goals. Right, but He didn't forget to block sometimes in the red zone. Right, but he is the quarterback,
1: and they only scored... Three points. There, there is accountability. Like, if, I, I if know there's
0: accountability. I'm just saying it's not all. It's not all on Zach Wilson. That it's, I'm not saying it is either. A number but of things that's that's why it would change. Execute. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think it's Zach Wilson, Sharon Hall, Baylor Romney. He's QB one. He earned it long ago. Even if the performance hasn't gotta, been great, you got to keep earning it. Even if it hasn't been great, I don't think it's all on him. Jaron's QB two, I still wonder about his concussions. I, I wonder can he play at all? How much yeah. football he has in his future? I hope there's a lot more because I, it was fun to watch him play, especially against Utah too. State. I hope there's more for Jaron. I would Hall.
1: be really bummed if Jaron Hall doesn't play football for some reason. Right? The
0: concussion. Yes. Side. Is Baylor healthy? He's been battling a foot injury. We don't know. We don't. We, the thing, we that's seen, the thing. We don't know. We haven't seen him. Now, regardless of what we think, well, the opinion that matters most is the offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. And this is what he says about Zach Wilson in particular. Um,
2: I have a lot of confidence in all of those guys, and Zach's at the top of the list for a reason. And so we're not,
1: we're not looking to put a quick hook on him or anybody else.
0: Zach Wilson is the guy, according to his offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, I think the opinion that matters most is Colin Stocker, by the way. He's the head coach. His opinion matters the most. He's in charge, gets paid the most, accountable, renewed.
0: He's the guy. How much power does he give to his offensive staff in making that call?
1: He is the boss. He can decide who the quarterback is, right? (laughs) Topic two, Ross Dellinger, writer for Sports Illustrated, tweeted the following yesterday. A Power 5 AD in New York this week said a specific eight-team playoff model was circulating around the college football world that would incorporate bowls, including a bowl-sponsored national championship game. The model. Five auto bids for Power 5 champs, two at large, one group of five. Oh,
0: my goodness. Let's ask a crazy question.
1: Do the Cougars have a better chance to make an 18 playoff as an independent team as an at large or going back to a group of 5?
0: Well, because one power 5 athletic director has said it, it must be surely happening, Jerem, right? Okay. Well,
1: I, I would I would bet that an 18 playoff will happen in the future.
0: For sure. Yeah. But will it constitute these specifics, two at large five power five champs, and one group of five.
1: Likely most of that.
0: If a group of five team is automatically included in an eight-team playoff, and let's say it's the highest-ranked group of five team, so this year it would be Memphis, who, by the way, I think is number 17. Okay, So if the highest-ranked group of five team is automatically invited into that eight-team playoff, then BYU clearly would have a better chance of getting into the playoff as a group of five team. It's not close.
1: Right, but would you want to go back to a group of five for that?
0: If that meant BYU having a better shot to compete at the highest level in that New Year's Six game in a playoff, yes. yes. Who wouldn't want to go back to that scenario? This Why? Guy. This guy. Why? 100%. No way. No. You wouldn't want to go to the American. Correct. No. If it meant BYU winning that conference, which I think is the best group of five conference, would put them in great position yeah. to make no the eight-team no. playoff? No. Jerem, please at, convince help me at, understand why you would not want to do that. That's Sports
1: Guy Ryan, your job has a has prestige and perks, pays two fifty a year, weak bonus structure. You quit, go back to fifty k job. You hated because it gives a very slim chance of a great annual bonus. You qualified once in thirty years prior. You taking that job? That's BYU to a group of five versus uh, playoff near near six bowl access. BYU's not going to make this either way, right? Um, if BYU went to a group of five... You're telling me BYU would,
0: couldn't, make, couldn't be the highest ranked group of five team. They, were number, they could be number 17 at some point.
1: BYU's not going back to a group of five anytime soon. They're not. There's, there's a certain amount of money that BYU needs to make, and they wouldn't make it in that situation. They would abandon ESPN's contract. They're not going to obey See, and me. I'm not
0: buying that because I think yeah. boosters can step in and say, we'll compensate.
1: Why haven't they done that now, then? Why well, don't they do it, that now?
0: May, this might change things is what I'm saying. This ideology, if the athletic department says to boosters, okay, we're, we want to make the move to have a shot to make the 18 team playoff now that this is in play, and can this you guys help na- us out? Can you help us with the finances that we would lose by doing this? And I think people but, would step up and do that.
1: Why don't they do it now, then? Do it now. BYU needs it now. Well, BYU needs a new locker room. Who says they they're, they're not
0: doing that right now? They're clearly we don't know. not. They're
1: clearly not. The locker room is uh, antiquated. They need to renovate it. Why is not it re- renovated? is not going back to a group five. BYU has an incredible amount of pride as the last team to win a national championship that's outside the Power Five, as the last Heisman uh, winning uh, team you know, that outside of the Power Five. is not going back to a group five anytime soon.
0: I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying in the current context... I would choose to go back because, let's think about it. Okay, you've got one shot to win $10 million. Um, you can shoot it from half court or you can shoot it from 30 feet away. This
1: is not BYU's aim. BYU's primary focus is not this. It's not. They, they would rather be seen on TV than this. Clearly. That's why they're with ESPN. That's why they went independent. That's why they... Left the Mountain West Conference. Don't you think if BYU this, is not playing for this every year. Don't you Look think at BYU's schedules in. and tell me
0: is playing for this. They're not. What if ESPN came in and said, now that things have changed, we think it would be a good idea for you to join a Power 5 conference because your brand with the marketing capability that is there and the idea that you're competing... For a playoff spot. Why would they say that?
1: Like. They lose BYU's games how do, depending well, how on do we conference know? How affiliation. do we know that
0: they lose? Like, we don't know what conference BYU would go to, first of all. So, like, you're saying, like, this is this is what would happen. This is what, We don't know that.
1: We don't know. We know that BYU, BYU would not have ESPN broadcasting five home games. It would there would be a conference and it would have a contract and ESPN would just be what if ESPN one of broadcasted
0: the all of the BYU home games in that conference?
1: How do we know? Just like you brought up, how do we know that we, that would happen? Exactly, we Boise don't. But you're State saying that
0: it wouldn't happen. We Bo- don't know.
1: No, I'm saying we don't know anything. Boise State w- is complaining about what's happening in that league. BYU was the first version of that. Why would BYU go back to a Group Five league? BYU is is happy. Currently, in the situation they're in with ESPN, BYU is not unhappy. In fact, they're very happy in the situation. I don't see BYU going back to Group of Five. I, I, I don't. And and what is the goal of the football season for BYU? It is not this. Otherwise, they would schedule in a manner to put themselves in a position for an eleven and one. 12-0 uh, and 0 season. They're clearly trying to beef up the schedule and look like they belong and sell tickets and appease ESPN. Those are the aims and missions, which are clearly they are current. on the other side. They are current. And they are locked in, by the way, for several years, the foreseeable future, until if and when BYU can get into a Power Five. The group of five is the last thing on BYU's mind right now.
0: Yes, right now. But in this context... I disagree. It would become a very forefront topic in the collective minds if this changed to this. There's too much hubris
1: with the program to take a step back in Group of Five.
0: On to basketball. Now, speaking of chances and getting into the big dance, BYU Basketball, according to TeamRankings.com, has a 91% chance of making the NCAA tournament. What? Based on what the Cougars have accomplished in the first 12 games. 91%. Says random website. And most likely seed a 6. Get out of here. A projected finish of 15-4 and four in the back 19 games of the regular season. Whoa. Jerem is the 91% chance making the tournament or 15 and 4 projected finish, a finish rather in the back 19. Which of those two is more believable?
1: Well, they're tied together, right? Because if BYU goes fifteen and four, then they have a ninety-one sure, chance, yeah, probably. Yeah. So that, that's that's why that happens, and that would mean twenty-three and eight going into Vegas. You probably need to go two and one. You're sitting at twenty-five and nine. That's a great spot. Twenty-five wins according to team rankings, which I feel is a little crazy. Hundred percent chance to get in. Who are the losses to, by the way? If BYU is fifteen and four, so two to Gonzaga, I'm guessing one to St. Mary's, and then one other one, either Utah State or Rando in conference, which has happened. A lot, right? Didn't happen last year until the WCC tournament, I guess. Uh, what's more likely? 15-4. Uh, I could see this team going on a nice run, right? 91% feels really high. Really high. To make the tourney? Wow. I, I, I don't know what it is right now. I don't know. 60, 70% or something. BYU's got a good chance the way they're playing with Yoli Childs, which is exciting. I just think ninety-one's a little wild, and I'm guessing BYU probably goes fifteen and five down the stretch, maybe even six losses. We'll see.
0: I picked BYU to win twenty-three games in the regular season. It was ambitious, but there's something about Mark Pope. There's something about having a bunch of it's seniors and that experience. That's the something. The only child, Jake Toulson, absolutely <laughs> is a huge part of that. T.J. Haas is a big part of that. You have experience across the board and an infusion of energy from Mark Pope and his staff. BYU. Because they do what Mark Pope teams do. They go and win some games that we're like, whoa, I didn't expect them to win that game. It's already happened a couple of times this season. I expect it to happen a couple of more times this season. 15-4 and four would mean BYU finishes 23-8 and eight in the regular season. They are capable of that. So I think that that is more likely than a 91% chance. If BYU goes 15-4, and four, I still wouldn't put it at 91% chance of making the tournament. It'd probably be around 80%. Twenty three and eight going into Vegas. Now if BYU won their first round game and they were twenty four and eight, even if they lost to Saint Mary's at twenty four and nine, I think BYU then is ninety one percent ish of getting an at large bid to get in the NCAA tournament. It it would take twenty four and nine, including winning at least the first game in Las Vegas. Fifteen and four seems more doable to me just because they're loaded. BYU's loaded with seniors and talented seniors at that. Yeah. Our stat of the day just may—it's
2: the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Our
0: stat of the day just may add to this conversation because the last time BYU basketball went 15 and four in the back nineteen, been a minute was 2011, 2012, which also happens to be the last time the West Coast Conference got three teams into the bracket.
1: It probably will require that, right? I think BYU will need to make a nice run to give themselves a shot. Now, a 10-loss BYU team, I think, is still in the conversation. But it depends what wins BYU has, what losses BYU has, right? BYU needs to get a couple more good wins. They need to avoid bad losses. There's some acceptable losses, right? Like, if if one of the WCC teams is top 75 in net, uh, like, say, Pepperdine's just really good, that would be an acceptable loss on the road should they be a quad one, right? But you hope to not have any of those losses on the resume.
0: Yeah, if BYU beats Utah State on Saturday, I don't think there's any way the Cougars lose double-digit games in the regular season. That will not happen. Huge game on Saturday. Our voice of the day is, what does your BYU quarterback depth chart look like as the Cougars prepare for the Hawaii Bowl? Answer the question, people. Let's hear from you and go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At Flack Drew uh, answers on Twitter. Zach Wilson will be QB1. He needs one more chance to prove he is the quarterback of the Potato Bowl. 18 for 18. (laughs) Perfection. If he fails again, has he failed? I mean, straight up failed? QB1 is up for grabs in the offseason.
1: I think if the offense sputters and scores less than 20 and loses... I think it changes the narrative of the offseason. In fact, I, I think the narrative has changed a little bit where it's like, okay, maybe this is a more open race than we think. Jeff Grimes is saying otherwise. But I'm saying if in the bowl game BYU scores 19 or less and loses, now it's like, you know what? I think th- there should be a quarterback competition. But I feel like Zach Wilson and the BYU offense are going to come out and score in the 30s against Hawaii, if not more. Just don't
0: freak out if it doesn't happen in the first half, because remember, BYU was losing to Western Michigan 10-7 to at halftime in Idaho.
1: Oh, yeah. No, losers talk about halftime margins. No. Coming up, the latest Steve blue focuses on Alex Varsella
0: And Jerem goes one-on-one with the aforementioned Zach Wilson. That's next. What does QB1 think about this hypothetical leash he might have on him? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented
2: by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Viewing plays Utah State in the hoops Saturday in the Beehive Classic in Salt Lake City. Coverage begins on BYU Radio 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Watch the game an hour later, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio.
0: We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. The Always entertaining, Jerem Jordan had an opportunity to speak with current QB1 Zach Wilson yesterday as BYU prepares for the Hawaii Bowl. The conversation started with a look back, understandably, at that head-scratching game against San Diego State. One-on-one, BYU Sports Nation, all access with the quarterback Zach Wilson.
1: Obviously, San Diego State, not the performance you or anyone wanted. How have you guys tried to bounce back from that
3: as you prepare for the final game of the season? Yeah, I mean it's it's really just how can we finish because you know there was a lot of things um, that went well for us in that game. I mean, someone said that it was most yards put up on San Diego State in two years or something like that, and you know it shows we did well. We moved the ball on them. I thought we threw the ball well, moved it, moved the ball right down the field, but you know, there's something about you know the red zone that we just we got to get over that little hump and. Um, be able to finish and I don't I really don't think it's it's something that you know you got to give the defense credit but I don't really think it's something they're doing it's 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 on us we it's I know we had a legal formation based on communication errors or you know miss a block or we miss a you know a decision or you know we run the wrong route I make the wrong throw you know whatever it is like stupid things that that we we can control has to be better um, you know in the red zone I think we just need to finish these drives we keep moving the ball down the field we just got to finish.
1: What's the key as the quarterback in the red zone? Um, because it seems like it does change. Like, what you need to do changes inside the 20.
3: Yeah, I mean, the red zone's hard because, you know, you all of a sudden don't have as much space, right? You got the back of the end zone right there. And I think I think the biggest thing that comes with us is how can we take advantage of our first and second downs and not get, get stuck in third down situations. And, you know, just went off the top of my head. We got stuck in the third down and, um, you know, instantly had the illegal motion formation, you know, illegal motion. And. Um, you know, we instantly lost that possession right there, and there we are kicking another field goal after we just had, you know, a great set of plays. And so, it, I think it's you know, it's really just um, honing in on the on the little things, and, and just you know, saying you know what, we come this far, you know, this is the easy part, right? We got 20 yards to go. We just got to get in the end zone. How are you physically coming back from the broken thumb? Yeah, good. I mean, it was rough at first, just like just like anything, you know. Um, you know, people like you said expect, you know, hey, Zach's cleared, that you know he's like the best he's ever been but when you haven't thrown a ball for six weeks and you know you have an off season it really does take a little bit of time to you know get back in that flow I feel like the strides I've made from Idaho State to now is you know about about where I want to be I feel like physically um, throwing the ball better than I have the whole year and uh, you know mentally I just feel like I'm back in that rhythm and and, uh, I'm just excited.
1: Let's talk about Hawaii this is a team that you got your first start against Uh, so I guess what do you
3: uh, recall or recollect from your first start last year? Yeah, it was a fun one. You know, a lot of emotions. Um, it was good to go out there and start fast. I think that's one of the biggest things we need for this game is is how can we come down and score on the first possession of the game and, um, you know, not have things that kill our drives and um, be able to finish in the red zone. And, and then I think that, you know, picks up the energy of the whole team. Everyone just starts playing a lot better.
1: I think we're mainly, uh, at least for me, looking for an opportunity for you to get lifted in the air and create another picture like that game, right?
3: Yeah, no, it's fun, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about, man. It's just the... You know the the connection we have as a team, I think is I think is really strong. And um, you know we just we just have to come out with that energy, and we gotta you know everyone's got to come out and, and be ready for this game. Like our coaches are always saying, uh, bowl games are for the people that that want to be there. And so we gotta come out with that energy.
1: I have an idea for you. Uh, you're probably there's probably gonna be a banquet with both teams. You need to find like a wig with dreads so that you
3: match Cole McDonald. What do you think? Yeah, I could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the same kind of personality. I mean, he's, he's in the Hawaiian Islands. He can have dreads like that. Yeah. Not here in Provo, though.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it would work uh, here. You're exactly right. Yeah. Um, Hawaii is very different from the last two years. I know you were in high school the, the first year BYU played at Hawaii, but this is a team that's 9-5 and five and
3: won the division. I guess, uh, how have you seen them evolve on film? No, They're a great team. They've gotten so much better than last year. Um, you know, I got a lot of respect for them. Um, they're a lot more sound of a team their offense will score some points so we got to keep up with them um you know they're they're aggressive and 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 they're really just you know they're they're just more fundamentally sound i would say this year and so it's going to be another challenge for us and uh, i think we're i think we're going to come and uh you know we got we got to play well this week or next week
1: how do you evaluate what's gone on with the quarterbacks this year where all three of you have played all three of you have done well um yet there have been injuries and all three were needed
3: Yeah, I think it just, you know, it comes down to guys taking advantage of their opportunities and stepping up, you know, just like I did in my opportunity last year, and, um, you know, when someone gets hurt and your name gets called, it comes through, and, you know, that just shows, like, the team aspect of football, right, and everyone tries to pinpoint one thing about why one game went one way, and, um, you know, it really just comes down to three quarterbacks can come in and and get the job done because it is a team thing, and and when, when guys, you know around you are all bought in and and have that strong connection that you know it really doesn't matter who's at the throne um you know really anyone can get the job done because we got a a, you know a great group of guys we can get the we can get the job done with some you know great receivers we have you give give them a chance to run with the ball and they're going to do a good job how does uh christmas eve in honolulu sound yeah it sounds fun i'm excited to go out there my parents are coming out and then i'll be back uh christmas morning around 6 a.m so it'd be good to get a little bit of both you get that sunshine but You know, then we'll be back in here at Utah with the snow and and get to enjoy the the holidays.
1: Okay, well, best of luck on uh, your continued recovery and then uh, finals, of course. Good luck. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you.
0: Zach Wilson, one on one with Jerem Jordan, BYU Sports Nation All Access. He is clearly the guy, Jerem. We heard it from his offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, and Zach knows that he's earned that spot.
1: No one's questioning that. It's whether he should be on a short leash given the San Diego State game. And how BYU played offensively. A lot of people are frustrated from that. And if Jaron Hall's available and things aren't going well, say, in the third quarter, would you bring him in? There's a lot of supposition in the situation. I think that Zach Wilson will have a good bowl game. I think he will throw an incompletion, unlike last year. <laughs> I think Is think one
0: of your uh, going for two yeah. picks?
1: He will throw multiple <laughs> incompletions. No. No, I, I think he'll have a good bowl game and order will be restored. I, that's what I think. All right. Yeah. Okay, coming up, Max Hall in the BYU QB situation going into the bowl game.
0: And Alex Barcelo, we go deep blue with the Arizona transfer for BYU basketball. Why he wasn't the only one that Mark Pope had to recruit to come to Pro Bowl. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand on iTunes, tune in to Google Play, and enjoy. It's On Demand. Subscribe, rate, and please review.
0: Oh man, we got opinions flying today. Could BYU, if an eight-team playoff came into the mix, including an automatic group of five qualifier, could BYU be in a position where they would consider going back to a group of five? If you missed that conversation, download the podcast. In the meantime, we have other things to discuss, like the whip.
1: It's time for the Cougar whip Around Football. BYU continues bowl prep for the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. Quarterback Zach Wilson says he's feeling good right now. The offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes says Wilson doesn't have a short leash in spite of the offensive performance against San Diego State.
0: BYU football fans ranked number two in the West with an average attendance of 59,547 oh, at nice. LaBelle Edwards Stadium. That's number 22 nationally, highest ranking since BYU went independent in 2011.
1: That's 100% because the home schedule was uh, really good. In addition to our previous report of linebacker Peyton Wilgar being named to the pro football focus all-freshman team, honorable mentions include linebackers Keenan Peely and Max Tuley.
0: Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy, one of the finalists for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. 32 nominees. He does a huge benefit to his uh, environment and to the culture in New England, helping kids that are adopted. This season, by the way, he has 34 solo tackles, 6.5 sacks, three forced fumbles. Thursday night football will feature Harvey Long in the New York Jets. They take on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Game at 8.20 Eastern on Fox He has 10 tackles this season. The Jets and Harvey coming off a one point win over the Dolphins. The Ravens are coming off a nine game win streak.
1: Women's basketball. The ladies lose to Boise State on the road 66 55. Paisley Johnson led the Cougars in scoring with 18. BYU hosts Utah Valley Saturday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on BYU TV.
0: Track and field. Connor McMillan, Aaron Fletcher, Jason Witt, and Clayton Young have all qualified for the 2020 Olympic Trials in the marathon. Jared Ward qualified. As well, to tend to Sumba, qualified in sprints, and the Olympic trials set for Hayward Field in Oregon, historic place that's being renovated.
1: BYU hosts the BYU December uh, invite starting today. It's the first indoor meet of the city. Cougars
0: in pro hoops. Kyle Collinsworth scored 11 points, had four rebounds, a couple of steals, and a two-point Salt Lake City Stars win over the Oklahoma City Blue. Collinsworth put in the game-tying layup with just over a minute to play. He's averaging 10 points a game and 6 rebounds. BYU basketball features a transfer named Alex Barcelo. Maybe you've heard of him. He was granted his exception from the NCAA to play immediately and BYU has needed every bit of that because other waivers have not come through. Barcelo, in a large way, has taken over the void that Nick Emery left. He is the feature of our deep blue this week and he wasn't the only guy that BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope needed to recruit or person, I should say. This is Deep Blue with Alex Barcelo.
2: Not everybody knows this, but Alex Barcelo is known as a really tough competitor on the court, but off the court, he's like the softest, nicest human being in the world.
4: So thoughtful and caring. That's like the main thing, I guess, is just how caring he is about everybody around him.
2: Zoe, on the other hand, she's tough now. They're a great couple. They really help each other. And it's been beautiful to get to know both of them. Growing up, my dad was pretty hard on me. He got pretty bad.
4: His dad being his coach from such a young age and always being so involved with his basketball career. And as he got older, Alex kind of wanted to be his own player. But his dad was a little bit controlling sometimes in that aspect. So it did cause some problems. Alex had to look good every time he went out to play. Alex had to be uh, appearance-wise. He had to you know, look the part. And that's one of the things that we always tell him, you but you're always being evaluated. So inside of some of that stuff, you know, there, is, there are some good that Alex has out of that. The problem was that the body can only be broken down so much. Alex did not talk to his dad since he went to U of A. Alex came from our high school Corona and you know he was an amazing player there and did so well and then he expected the same thing at U of A and when he got there and he realized that you know he wasn't playing as much as he thought he was gonna be playing and it did have like an effect on his confidence
3: I had some troubles that I went through just like everyone else does in life, and, uh, you know, I feel like God tested me and and put me through those things to make me stronger and make me a better person and uh, to to really know what I value in my life. My decision to, to come here was a blessing in disguise.
4: It was just important that he went because it was such a good opportunity for him, and I just knew that. He was gonna get the opportunity he deserved here at BYU and be treated the way he deserves to be treated.
2: We're so blessed to have him here at BYU. Missed the
1: three. Zach offensive rebound, reset to Marcello for three. He got it. A. B. For three.
2: He was a late comer. He entered the portal this summer. As soon as he did, we jumped on it, and recruiting him was not easy. Not everybody knows this, but. We recruited Alex really hard. We recruited Zoe, his girlfriend, even harder. He would uh, call me or FaceTime me and and ask to
3: talk to her before he wanted to talk to me.
4: (laughs) I did go on Alex's official visit. And just meeting Coach Pope, like, you could just tell what a great guy he was. And it was everything that Alex was looking for and needed. Coach Pope really genuinely cared about Alex. And Alex just kept saying, like, you could just tell he's a good guy and he talked to some of the other players and they were all just so happy and the dynamic on the team was just good and just very different from where he came from at U of A.
2: She really helped us and he had a tough decision he had great schools to to think about and ultimately chose BYU and I think he's really happy to be here
4: thought that it was going to be harder, the transition from Arizona to BYU, just because of, you know, religious aspects and everything, but he did grow up very Catholic, so it wasn't as hard as he thought it was going to be. People were even telling him, like, you know, it is very strict there, and so he was kind of nervous. But when he came here, it wasn't that difficult at all.
2: Guys that fit in here are guys that know three things. They know living up to a standard in some form or fashion. They have that in their personal life. They hold themselves accountable to a certain standard. We recruit guys that understand sacrifice, giving up of their own needs and desires for the well-being of the team and their teammates. And we recruit guys that understand that there's something bigger than themselves. And guys that fit in those three categories, whether they're Mormon or Muslim or Catholic or Protestant or agnostic, they fit in perfectly here at BYU.
1: Down floor, Alex Barcelo, transition three, he got it!
4: Every time he calls me after practice, he's so happy, which is something that I'm not used to. (laughs) Him coming from Arizona, he would come over and he would just be so upset about how practice went, but every day he'll call me and he's just... So happy, and he's like, I killed in practice today, and I love playing with these guys. They're so awesome, and he's happy, finally. He really deserves that. A, B
0: for three is a sentence that we can get used to. Deep Blue, Alex Barcelo, presented by Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968.
1: Thank goodness Alex Barcelo's on this team. He's been an awesome piece of this. Coming up, what does the QB depth chart look like for Max
0: Hall Hall right now? And what's the next step for BYU football from a program standpoint? How do they get better in 2020? This is BYU Sports Nation. Daly
2: Auto Group. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: BYU Women's hoops looks to rebound Saturday against Utah Valley at four Eastern, one Pacific, live on BYU TV. The Cougars three and four this season, looking to uh, improve that record quickly, and it starts Saturday.
0: Yeah, they've lost three straight, and if they can get back to five hundred, then they go to Maui to take on San Jose State. And number four, an undefeated Oregon State.
1: And they're not the only one going to Maui for that. That's true. I will be there. You will be there. I will be there. You can listen on uh, the radio.
0: Joining us now, not from Maui, but from uh, another warmish place, Arizona, is former BYU quarterback, friend of the program, Max Hall, on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Max, welcome back to the show. How are you? Max, can you hear us? Maybe he's in Maui. Okay. He's on the beach maybe and he's Maybe he is traveling to Maui while yeah, I, we wait for Max. Maybe he is in Maui. Okay, we're going to talk about the quarterback depth chart with him, but I do want to bring up the conversation with him about the eight-team playoff and group of five inclusion because that – has kind of become this hot button. And I know it's all hypothetical and it's really a stretch because we don't know. It's one Power 5 athletic director saying, well, it's been circulating this conversation of an 18 playoff including an automatic qualifier from the group of five. I
1: I want to start there. Why should a group of five be included in the top eight? Because right now... It's just highest ranked, even if you're 25. Yeah,
0: are there certain parameters like the group of five? Do teams they have to, to be in, the, in the, top, the top eight? Have to be in the top eight, or have to be in the top 12, the B- or something like in that? In the
1: BCS, it was top 12. Right. So that, does, if does you that weren't come in the top in, 12, you didn't qualify.
0: Because right. if if it's from my understanding right now, just based on this very little bit of information, if it's just be the best group of five, then it's like, oh man, it's hard not to want to do that.
1: But if it's and BYU hasn't been the best group of five ish team. Any time in Independence, by the way.
0: Well, the best group of five teams when BYU was really good are now in Power 5 Conference, TCU and Utah. They don't have the baggage that BYU has, (laughs) that's for sure. (laughs) All right, Max is now with us. And again, we don't think he's on his way to Maui, but he's in Arizona. Max, welcome to the show. Can you hear us? Yeah, you guys got me? We got you, brother. Okay, first of all, congratulations on another state championship as the offensive coordinator at ALA in Arizona, man. That's awesome.
5: Oh yeah, thanks, man. It's always fun when, you know, you put in all the hard work year round, and for the kids to come together and pull it off and um, win another championship, man. It's fun. Those years are special. You wanna, you wanna hang on to them and celebrate as long as you can, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, what's your max bench press right now, by the way? Just wondering.
5: <laughs> what's yours?
1: <laughs> I, I've never done. I don't think I even know, man. I know it's less than. It's probably a fourth of yours.
5: Well, I don't know. About, I've been doing a lot of shoulders lately, lifting up trophies above my head. So I'm, <laughs> Nice. Three you know, more shoulders.
1: Nice. <laughs> so you're not going to tell me that? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I love it. Is man. Dennis Pitt on the line or is this Max? Man, jeez.
5: <laughs> no, Dennis wishes he could be on the line.
0: <laughs> oh, it's good yeah. to catch up with Max Hall on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Max, uh, the BYU quarterback situation has come back up because – Zach Wilson struggled a little bit against San Diego State. BYU loses a game that all BYU fans feel like the Cougars should have won and won six in a row and b eight and four going to the Hawaii Bowl, but here we are seven and five. That said, assuming all quarterbacks are healthy, what would your QB depth chart look like for BYU going into the Hawaii Bowl?
5: Yeah, you know, first of all, that loss was tough to San Diego. I think if we win that game, there's a lot more happy BYU fans out there. And I even said before the season, if we can get eight wins, I think we're, I think. We can be okay with that um, as far as the season goes. So that was a tough loss. I'm, I'm a little upset because I, I didn't have access to watch the game, so I didn't see much. I saw some highlights, so I didn't see exactly what went on in that game and why we only scored three points. But um, going forward into the bowl game, I, I think your question was, everybody's healthy and um, what would my depth chart be? I would stick with Zach. I think Zach is the clear guy in the future and the guy going forward and I think game experience is um, very valuable for him. So I would go with Zach, and Romney would be my backup going into the game.
1: Jaron Hall has had a couple of concussions, but showed really well when he played. Um, yeah, certainly a, a sensitive situation with that. W- what would your advice be as a former player and a guy who probably had concussions, right, um, in, in maybe at BYU in the NFL, where if you have two in a season, what's the likelihood that you play again?
5: Yeah, you uh, you really have to be careful, you know, concussions is what was a big part of what ended my career in the nfl you know i had two concussions where i was knocked out um cold uh in the nfl and it really affected me and affected my play and you have to be careful with that and i know that's his it's his second one on the year right yes uh, if i'm correct and i think you have to be careful with that i wouldn't play him in the bowl game i'd make sure he's healthy and uh, doesn't risk getting another one and i'd stick with zach and let uh romney play but yeah when, when he's been healthy Paul has been awesome. He's done great things, both throwing and with his feet. He's always, he's a phenomenal athlete. So um, it's just too bad with you know what could have happened with him if he'd have stayed healthy.
0: Max Hall with us on BYU Sports Nation. You played in a number of bowl games yourself, whether as a yeah. fan or as a player. And you think about BYU going to Hawaii. What's your favorite bowl game memory at BYU?
5: Oh man, um, you know I. The one that sticks out to me is my sophomore year, 2007, when we played UCLA. We played them earlier in the year in the Rose Bowl, and they they beat us up pretty good. We made a second-half comeback, but I remember that first half, Wayne Walker, their defense coordinator, was just blitzing like crazy, a lot of zero blitz. I took a beating in that game. I didn't play well in the first half, and it was kind of like a welcome to college football thing for me. It was only my second start, I believe, so – um but – Then in the bowl game that year, we beat them by a blocked field goal with no time left on the clock, and I just remember racing out on the field and celebrating and um, having to play like that to end the game and end the season. I thought was pretty cool.
1: There's this idea, Max, that uh, there could be an eight-team playoff in the future in college football, one power five AD at least said as much, where they'd have five auto bids, two at large, and then the best group of five team would be included in that. Would you rather BYU be in a group of five and playing for that, or continue to be independent and have what they have in that way.
5: Man, that's a that's a that's a good question, and I know people people have strong opinions both sides on that. Um, I'm always a big believer about being in a conference and trying to win, you know, a conference championship. I know when you're independent, there's different things you can do as far as scheduling teams, and there's money involved in everything. But I, w- I would like to see us in a conference, playing for a championship, trying to get one of those bids.
0: Max Hall with us on BYU Sports Nation. I'm with you, Max. I I look at the possibility of an eight-team playoff with an automatic group of five qualifier, and that, for me, kind of changes the whole thing because I'm all about independence and BYU's exposure and watching on ESPN and making more money. Like There are so many good things about independence, but that opportunity... And we don't know what the group of five team would have to do, but if it's just be the highest ranked group of five team, the opportunity to be in an eight-team playoff seems awfully enticing, does it not?
5: Absolutely. I love the idea of eight teams. Um, I think there's always those two or three teams that are outside the top four that could compete and should be competing with those other teams. You know, maybe a team has one loss on the year, but still at the end of the year could be the best team with the most momentum, doesn't get in because of the one loss or, or whatever the circumstances may be. I think eight teams is the perfect amount. It gets, uh, you know, the, the top guys in it, but then there's also those one or two teams that maybe are consistently there every year, but have a great season and are, have the opportunity to compete with the team they have that year. So I think it's a great idea.
1: Currently BYU is independent. They're playing some really tough schedules. You're a guy that won uh, what 33, 32 games uh, as the BYU quarterback. Do you feel like BYU can win uh, 10 or more games in a season, given how tough these schedules are and front loaded?
5: Ooh, uh, they got a tough schedule next year. You know, I think they got Michigan State, ASU, Houston. They got. I'm, I'm missing some. They play Utah again. They got some tough games. Minnesota. Man. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota's in the top four, right? It goes Utah, um, is it ASU or Michigan State ASU Minnesota, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. once again, we're going to start the season off with our first four games being just brutal and the conversation is going to be, well, can we win two out of the first four games again, just like it was this year, right? So I, I think, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think we'll be happy with an eight win season, but Really, we want to get to where we're winning 10 games a year. I mean, that's the goal. If you're doing that, then you're at least competing and you're up there, you know, in the top 10 talk and having a chance to go to the playoffs. But we got tough schedules, man, and we got to do a really good job recruiting and having teams in place to compete game in, you know, week to week with these schedules, because otherwise we're going to be sitting around winning six, seven games a year.
1: You are at Arizona State. Let's just pencil it in. Can you be on the sideline? And uh, can we have you on <laughs> countdown to kickoff? Can I just book you right oh, now?
5: Yes, please book me in. I'm looking forward to that game. At ASU is going to have a good team next year. I know they just fired their offensive coordinator and they're making some changes there, but Herm Edwards is doing a good job. And you know, I'm a big ASU guy at heart, right? That's where I started. My uncle and grandpa playing there, so I'll be excited to be there and watch that game. But yeah, pencil me in, man. I'll be on the sideline. Um, just give me a headset. Give me a headshot. I'll be there
1: with you.
0: I'll call the game. All right, Max, great stuff. Great to catch up with you. And uh, we will for sure see you in uh, Arizona State Stadium next season. Just
1: just text me what your bench press is. That'll stay between us, okay? (laughs)
5: I'll text it to you if you buy me a ticket to Maui. You get get, get me on a plane to the bowl game, and then I'll tell you.
1: You know where I work, right? right? <laughs> you can pull it off, man. Pull some string. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Max. Thanks, Max. Yeah. Max all in the Desert First Credit Union hotline <laughs> Desert at First, you know why we show how. Got
1: the Dennis Pitta treatment for Max. I, I thought it was better than that. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, it's not that Cynthia. Come on. Coming up, do we have time for Dennis Pitta after
0: Max? And a former BYU star seeking stardom on the beach in volleyball. This yeah. is BYU Sports Nation. I am
1: surprised to see this this morning.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. As a reminder, you can always subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you prefer to get your podcasts.
1: And the show is also available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio app.
0: How about this note from Sports Illustrated via SI.com? BYU-Hawaii and the Hawaii Bowl ranked the 19th most watchable game of the 40 bowl games. 19th. Again, this from SI.com. And I quote, watch it because of the Rainbow Warriors offense. Quarterback Cole McDonald in Hawaii averaged 469.3 yards a game. They've got four receivers with more than 800 yards, a 3,600-yard passing QB, and a running back who averages 5.4 yards per carry. No mention of BYU there. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Cole McDonald says dreads. It's awesome. Uh, BYU's played Hawaii the last couple of years, has seen uh, Cole McDonald. Siobhan Cordero as well, the uh, the backup who's played some. This Hawaii team has stacked up some impressive numbers because, one, they're good, but, two, they played 14 games. That's part of it as well.
0: Siobhan Cordero was the guy that uh, we made a big deal about because he was the backup to Tua Tagovailoa, correct?
1: Yes, Tagovailoa graduated. Cordero played as a senior, was the Hawaii State Player of the Year, and went away, yep.
0: Our question of the day, speaking of quarterbacks, what does your BYU quarterback depth chart look like as the Cougars prepare for Hawaii? The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at CL underscore living on Twitter, says, I give my thumbs up to Zach Wilson with Hall ahead of Romney by a toe.
1: Nice. And Max Hall didn't, uh, you know want Jaron Hall yes. as the guy. So he's got no emphasis relation.
0: on the words thumb, yep. head, and toe in relation nice. to all three quarterbacks. Very
1: clever. Mm-hmm. Today's rising shout-outs. Mine goes to Connor McMillan, Aaron Fletcher, Jason Witt, Clayton Young, Jared Ward, and Sumba, all former Cougs qualifying for Olympic trials in their respective
0: countries. Super cool. My rising shout-out goes to Lacey Haddock, one of the Haddock twins, who is now a graduate transfer and pursuing volleyball on the beach with the LMU Beach volleyball team. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Awesome at BYU. Had a fantastic career. Now she can be a grad transfer and go try something else. Very nice. All right. Our thanks to today's guests, Zach Wilson and Max Hall. A couple of quarterbacks. There we go.
1: Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYU.
0: For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Bart Jepson. Is BYU really going to consider going back to a Group of Five conference if it's an A-team playoff. In a word, no. <laughs> See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Coops.